Every day uh, is a is a new day. It's it's something which you learn to deal with, and family, friends, my wife, my children. They are a very important part of, of, of my support group, my team. When I wrote the song, it was like an, an impossibility that, that, that the change would come so soon, you know what I mean? And, and if, it was like a, an 11-year um, flashback. Uh, and and I realize the, the power of music, you realize the power of the song, you realize um, there's a place uh, in, in music and in culture for very deep and very um, powerful moments to be, to be created and shared. Words in truth we have spoken That the wind has blown away Oh, it's only you that remains with me well, that's the legend himself there that you can hear his voice once again. That's the South African music icon, Johnny Clegg. And uh, he will be honored at his official memorial service this Friday, the 26th of July, at the Senton Convention Center. Uh, he was laid to rest uh, a few days ago in a family uh, a private um, uh, occasion. And uh, this particular gathering this Friday will be open to the public to pay a tribute to the late legend. Uh, the musician died at his family home in Johannesburg on Tuesday. Uh, that was last week, Tuesday. Of Afternoon and only at the age of 66. Definitely, he was a young man. We know Johnny Clegg not only just as a singer, a songwriter, a dancer, but also as an anthropologist and a music activist whose music is uh, wonderful because uh, it was very interesting to see him blending Western pop and African uh, Zulu rhythms. And uh, he exploded into the international scene and contributed immensely, especially with his uh, partnership uh, with uh, here the co-founder of the Juluga band, uh, Sipo who will be joining us uh, for this discussion. And we know, as I mentioned, as we started the program, that uh, Johnny Clegg was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And uh, that's when he decided to actually uh, stop performing. That was also another sad moment for the country. But to assist us on this particular uh, tribute show here on Channel Africa, we're joined by Sipom Tunu, his friend and the co-founder of the Juluga Band. We also have Johnny Clegg's manager and currently the family spokesperson that's Rod. Quinn and uh, one of the uh, legends in the music scene, Ringo Malingozi, who was a fellow South African musician. But let me start with you, uh, Mr. Mkunu. Thank you for giving us your time. 
Now, Mr. Mkuna, I was listening to an interview that you had, especially with the SABC, and uh, mm. you were speaking around how you and Johnny Clegg met, and it was a very interesting anecdote uh, that uh, he was a man who was wanting someone to link with uh, because he had a passion uh, for the Zulu language. And uh, you said mm. somehow when you were walking in the streets of Johannesburg, you guys met, and he called out for you, and he asked you whether you can speak um, English, I mean Zulu, and that's where um, your relationship started. Give us a little bit uh, of that backdrop and what that uh, moment actually meant to you. Yeah, uh, actually, as I've been saying in an interview, and I said yeah, we started to meet in 1969. There's one thing I can say. I've lost. I've lost. John was a good person for me, especially. He was a special guy to me. He was my brother. He was everything. And he was such a wonderful man. He was a very good person, especially uh, in respect. In respect everyone. Everyone. He can help the people. He can be with the people. I don't know what to say, man, but I tell you, he's lost. Mm, mm. Yeah, we just a lot. Not only myself, but figure all we lost. Yeah, definitely. Let me come to you, Roddy. Um, mm. Your thoughts on on what Sipo is highlighting there, and you can just feel uh, the grief in his voice still. Then I think that it must be overwhelming for him as well as a friend to be speaking uh, to the public about a man that uh, he treasured so much, and uh, that loss is, is is very heartfelt, especially not just to a country but to those who knew him. In, term, in, in terms of your reflection, Roddy, uh, as we reflect on what Sipo was highlighting there, uh, what did uh, Johnny Clegg mean to you and how dynamic was he as a person to you? Well, I mean, I think Sipo mentioned that, um, you know, we were very privileged to work with Johnny because he was an incredible human being and an, an incredible friend. And he was someone who... Um, you know, he was a very honest and down-to-earth, truthful person with very, very good um, values. Mm-hmm. So, um, if if you worked with Johnny and you, you, you know, we worked for nearly thirty years together, and um, we, we understood one another, and respected one another, and it was just um, on those bases you couldn't wish for a better friend or a better, you know, as an artist, we was an absolute dream to manage because he was so professional, he worked so hard and um, would always do what he had to do. You know, he never um, thought, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that interview, it's not worth it. He, he would talk to anybody and do it. He was a very humble person and worked incredibly hard. Mm. And uh, let me bring in Ringo. I don't know if uh, he's there on the line. Um, but Ringo, in terms of you working in the music industry, um, I mean, you're all charismatic, all you musicians. And I think uh, um, Johnny Clegg was another charismatic uh, personality, not only uh, on stage, but also off stage. I don't know if you two encountered each other. Tell us a little bit about what it was to actually have a fellow musician uh, such as uh, Johnny Clegg in the uh, musical space in South Africa? Yes. Well, I, I, I first met uh, Johnny um, backstage in 1994 uh, at the Group Center. Uh, he, he was performing with uh, like, and, and the, the last time I met him was, was uh, three years ago. Again, backstage at the Group Center. You know, it's 
Kameza mm. from uh, Ukos FM. Mm. And, uh, you know, so they called, you know, that night, and uh, we were all just warm, and they kept on singing the song, Kotola. You know, we were like laughing about it. Uh, <laughs> well, you were singing your song, Yakotola, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. We were like, hey, you, you, and, uh, you know, I mean, Johnny, Johnny played his part to unify South Africans, you know, as 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 you know, it, it, it pointed out and and uh, uh, very brilliantly and fearlessly too, you know. He took a lot of criticism, uh, you know, would 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 attest to that, as you know, from other white people saying that he was exposing himself unnecessarily to danger, and uh, you know, spending too much with uh, you know with the black people, so so to speak. But uh, you know, his his knowledge of Sina Kita. You know, plans uh, like you know these African dances, songs that Yeah, ring a song. Sorry, they are still we we struggling. We struggling with that particular line. I'm gonna see you if uh, we can just oh. hold you back on that um, because okay. I'm struggling with hearing you guys on that particular oh. line. Um, but we'll we'll carry on this discussion. Just stay there. But I want to come back to you, Roddy, uh, before as we clear up the line of Ringo there, in terms of what he was highlighting, Ringo, the fact that he was a guy who was actually took risks, especially uh, during the apartheid era, uh, to actually uh, find himself in the community of black people at that particular time, and also interested in their culture. And that's something that's never been underplayed in his career. It's something that actually has characterized his career as a whole. Um, tell us how important that was for Johnny, especially for a man who was not from South Africa, who came from outside and found himself living in South Africa at a very young age. But he had a very uh, interesting insight in terms of wanting to know more about South African culture. Look, I think as Sipo said earlier, you know, how they met um, just in the street and then Sipo went to his house and played guitar and then Johnny discovered dancing um, for, through Charlie and, and then progressed mm. on to, you know, meeting dancers and then going to dance um, rehearsals in, in, at George Goch and he wasn't allowed to be in those areas because he was white and under the, the, um, the act of those white people weren't allowed in. So these two... Mm form a, a, like a ring around him and dance their way in Johnny in the very, very middle so the police couldn't see him. Um, and then they'd have to do that getting him out as well. But sometimes the police would go in and raid and find him in um, in the hospital and arrest him and then take him back to his mother and say, we're going to put him in jail if he goes again. It's unsafe for him to be there. And Johnny continued going back. He was arrested many times. And Johnny was somebody that if he made up his mind he was going to do something, he did it. And uh, I think Asibo Don was a clear... Um, idea, you know, you weren't allowed to mention Mandela's name. Um, you weren't allowed to sing about him, write about him, show photographs. I mean, no one had seen him. Nobody, you know, people didn't know what he looked like. Um, so they used to ban all that. And artists used to make sing songs about Mandela, but not mention his name. They they'd do Manila or the seagull's name was Nelson, but they never, no one ever mentioned Mandela. And Johnny sang a song about him and released it. And it was completely against all the laws in South Africa. It was banned. Mm-hmm. Johnny could have gone to jail. And we knew that, but he said, I'm still, I'm releasing the song. So he had no fear when he was committed to something. He was absolutely fearless. Wonderful. Sipo, let's go back to those old years when you guys met as friends and you went into his house and you started playing music. Uh, you know, what's interesting is the fact that you guys formed Juluga 
And it was a risk when you guys formed it because it was something that you formed even during the apartheid era. And you guys were actually violating apartheid era laws at that particular time. Where did that bravery come from for the two of you to say, hey, we're just going to go ahead and do this because of our friendship and because <coughs> of our passion for music? Uh, actually, I, I, I must say that uh, yeah, everything comes from the way that men we've been together as a young boys. Uh, whatever we think, we didn't guess that we were going to be a successful recording and so on and so forth. Like myself, when I come from Zululand, I was just a street musician uh, without recording and so on and so forth. And we took this journey uh, when we were, I teach him how to play the Zululand. From there, when we start to play on the on the front of the submitting some shows and this and this and also recording. But John was a very big guy and um, talented. He was very talented because whatever he did see to me, what I've been doing is just saying to me, Look, what are you doing is very important. We must be at happy. I didn't understand what he was trying to say, but always and when he said that, I called back to his mommy. His mommy said, no, he's right. You must try to do some recording and so on. Yeah. This was really, really very tough. Sure. That was very tough. The quality was very stronger. Especially for my own side. You know, I didn't understand nothing. I never went to school. I can't read and write. And Tony was much better to me because actually, if there's something I don't understand, it. He understand me, to understand to me, he said, if we do this and this, it's going to be okay, but this one, you must be careful, the matter of the politics. Yeah. Yeah, we did have a very tough time, but luckily, he was, as I said, he was very talented with everything. And when he started recording, some record company, they didn't like to do a recording with us, and even the records, they didn't play our song, all that was a big politics. Mm, mm, very yeah, but, sure. Yeah. Mm. Okay, let me come back to Ringo. Let me see if his line is a little bit better. Ringo, can you hear us there? Yeah, yeah I can hear properly. So sure, fantastic. Yeah. You know, Ringo, what's what's interesting about um, Johnny Clegg and musicians like you? You forged a way and almost created your own genres because sure. the type of music that you guys made, especially from the seventies and music in when you came in in the early nineties, it was music that was very fresh and new, and almost what we created this South African new genre called Afro pop, um, sure. and it, it was something that was very very new at the time. I'm fusing jazz, fusing uh, pop elements, traditional elements into to music. From from your perspective, do you think Johnny Clegg was one of the first who saw the possibilities of um, that kind of new era of South African music that you could actually bring a melting pot into uh, the the space, and there was a vacuum there, and you could actually create something fresh and new? Well, you know, you know, Johnny. His music, uh, you know, he, he was very, uh, you know, uh, he created his music to, to be to be able to to, to sing, uh, you know, to get other people to be with him and and and, and, and pass the message. I, I think uh, Johnny was more about, uh, you know, a, a, a storyteller and, and and letting people know, you know, where he's from sure. and, and and being the the, the 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 mirror of where he was coming from, and. Uh, you know, up, 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 I think to, to add on that, I'm, I'm sure uh, people who would work with Johnny uh, quite, uh, you know, 
closely would 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 attest to me that that uh, the 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 journey that that I got to know was a very soft-spoken big brother and very respectful. I remember one of his uh, band members, the one who made their show in Chief, was gunned down in, in the Trump Johnson. John was one of the first people to, to, to appear on the scene. I mean, he was a big brother and uh, he cared for his colleagues, you know. Uh, you know, the, 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 way, the way he was, he, he was more of, of a, a, a humanitarian than... Uh, 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 music was, was uh, you know, what, what he used to, to, to uh, express his, his humanness and, and his love for his people. Mm, that's wonderful. You know, as Ringo is speaking there, Roddy, what I like about that response is the fact that Ringo finds it hard to separate the man from the music. It seems like yeah. that has been um, the big narrative since his passing, that people can't separate the man and the music. It's almost like he was the music. The storytelling was of a man telling his own narrative. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, Johnny, when he was very young, he started, with, he started off as a, a sort of political activist where he would... Um, you know, protest against and, you know, work with the UDF and protest against um, children detained. But later he, he let his music do the talking. He changed from the political activist to almost letting his music do the talking and it had far more effect than anything else, you know, because of the songs he wrote um, were about South Africa, about people, and, and it had much, much stronger effect than being, a, you know, an activist in, on, the, on the other hand. And also the fact that I was asking that question to ring around the style of music that he forged and created. It was very interesting in terms of the fact that uh, post him, we, we, we really saw kind of uh, an, a celebration of that particular style where pop music was fused with um, uh, African rhythms, you know. Um, what are your thoughts around that particular style that he was into? The fact that he had that idea and thought, hey, I'm going and just go into this and create this genre um, because I think there's only a Johnny Click genre in itself. You know, no one else can duplicate what he kind of did. No, I agree. And it, it's something that came very naturally. Johnny just fell in love with the sound of, uh, of the Zulu guitar, its tuning, um, the rhythm of it. He absolutely fell in love with it. He fell in love with the Zulu culture, the dancing. Um, he, you know, when he first experienced seeing people dance, it just, he just wanted to be one of those people. So he fell in love with the culture, so it was the most natural thing for him to... His music just came naturally out of that. Johnny never sat down ever saying, I'm going to do this now because it's going to work. I'm going to take a bit of this, a bit of that. Whatever he wrote just came absolutely naturally to him, you know, at the time when he was writing it. Fantastic. That's the voice of Roddy Queen, who is uh, Johnny Clegg's manager, was rather, and a family spokesperson. We're also speaking to Ringo Majingozi, fellow South African musician, and also we have Sipo Mkunu with us, who's the co-founder of uh, the Jaluga Band and was a very close friend of uh, Johnny Clegg. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back after this. I'm an actress. I'm a motivational speaker, born with albinism. Um, the nurse first asked my mother, is your husband white? My mother said, no, why are you asking me that question? When I grew up, there was no publication of person with albinism disappearing, mm. being stolen. You see, it was happening, but there was no exposure as it happening now. Hi, I'm Kule Mulebazi, the presenter of the Albinism Report a program that demystifies myths and mysticism on albinism. 
highlighting challenges and achievements of people with albinism. Tune into the Albinism Report on the following times. Monday, 5 past 9 in the morning to quarter to 10 Central African time. And from 5 past 10 to quarter to 11 Central African time. Tuesday at 5 past 2 in the morning to quarter to 3 Central African time. The Albinism Report, an enlightened narrative with me, Ule Mulebati, on Channel Africa from an African perspective. Beautiful sounds there of uh, Jiluga, and that one was titled Wars of Friday. Today, we're doing our tribute to uh, South African music icon Johnny Clegg, who will be honored this uh, coming Friday, the 26th of July, at the Senton Convention Center, which will be open to the public to pay tribute to the uh, late legend. We joined in uh, this conversation by Sipom Tunu, who is the co founder of the Jiluga band that you just heard there. Uh, you could just hear that vibrant energy that they both had there and we also have Roddy Queen who is uh, Johnny Clegg's manager and family spokesperson last but not least we have Ringo Madlingozi who's a fellow South African musician who had met um, Johnny Clegg I'm sure on a few times and sure was on the same bill with him and uh, coming back to you Ringo I I want to know I mean you guys have probably shared stages uh, many times with uh, Johnny Clegg Um, what, what was the point where for you where you you enjoyed having him on the same bill as you Ringo well uh, you were talking about uh, watching him perform watching him perform and maybe having him perform before you because maybe most of the time you guys would share a stage and, yes. and maybe at, an, at a festival or an event yes uh, well you know um, it, it's always a pleasure you know, watching uh, uh, you know, do 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 anything. You know, it, you know, when when it was Juluka, you know, I would I would I would be uh, marvelled by 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 the dance uh, that you could do with sure. people. So sure. and 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 the the, the 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 coordination, the combination, and everything, and then all of a sudden comes and sing, and it's just like wow, you know, it's, it's <laughs> yes, again, you know, uh, 
uh, uh, tape is beautiful, you know. And then also still as 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 was, you know, um, Johnny Clegg and Savuka and all that. Still, you know, he would to bring that uh, and but more, more of more of that Eurocentric vibe and all that. But still, you can feel that this is this is you know uh, John. Uh, he, 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 he's more like a, of, of a teacher, you know. Uh, he, he, he's, he's, he's very broad, you know. Uh, he talks about everything, you know. And uh, and I guess that is uh, because of the um, I don't think anthropology. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, uh, sure. and, and and because of of of, of uh, his his, his, his uh, you know um, knowledge about just about everything. He, Within you know the the, the, the music and uh, life in general, you know, he would be that brother, you know, that people, you know, <laughs> that mm. would come mm. in and, and and ask about uh, you know how how are you doing now, yeah. how yeah. you you know, like very much concerned about how are you doing so, more than anything else, you know. So, yeah. so. Uh, we lost we lost uh, you know um, uh, an icon there, and uh, I think it was to end. Yeah. Know, to end. And, and also, I want to come back to you, Sipo, because um, you and um, Johnny ex- experienced a whole big experience in the music scene. You were not just popular in South Africa, but you were also uh, popular internationally. And tell us a little bit about your travels outside of the country, Sipo, because I think that's also an interesting thing, the fact that you exported uh, the South African Zulu culture through music and you gave it a, an, an international feel. Tell us a little bit about why people were so fascinated by Johnny Clegg and, and your friendship with him and also the history of Chiluga. Tell me, I just remember uh, that the year when we, we, we first time we, we went to overseas, we went to Germany, it was 1972. We get there, we see who are just joining myself. And the promoter there, he said, no, you singing is nice, everything is good, but uh, you need the, uh, the, the vocalist to, to back you up. Yeah. We come back in Sarasila, we asked Joseph Shabalala with his choir played Mambazo to come with us to help us there. Oh, nice. The guy who took us there was the actor, was the Affleck Nope. Affleck Nope, mm-hmm. he took us So, the most of the time to me, I think it wasn't only the music, you know, it caught up the people about us. It was the uh, dance, dancing on the stage. Yeah, and yeah. The, the dancer was very strong and anything when we did something on the stage, was, that was very powerful. Yeah. So, uh, I think that that the thing to the people to look at us. Uh, yes, some some guy is going to come up with something in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roddy, your your thoughts there on the fact that uh, uh, Johnny Clegg was also kind of an export. He he wasn't just a South African treasure. Um, no, absolutely. But it was also um, when Johnny broke up broke in France um, in such a big way. It was the music and also the message. The people in France identified with what Johnny was saying. Um, about what he was thinking about human rights, democracy. Um, people, uh, people internationally understood Johnny's message and they identified with the band on that basis. Plus it was a unique sound that came out of Africa. Um, so it was, it was a package that actually launched Johnny internationally. 
And in terms of also the fact that, um, you know, Johnny Clegg was also kind of a, a point of transition, a figure for the, that point of transition in South Africa, because uh, I know that in a lot of tributes and um, symbolic um, uh, concerts in South Africa during the, the Mandela days, he was also a central figure, Roddy. No, absolutely. And, and, and I think what was good about John is he never took, he never really took sides. He actually said what he felt and normally yeah. what he felt was, was right. It was, it was the, <clears throat> the, correct, um, the correct value. And that's what he stood by, you know. So, you know, his whole life there were political parties that used to try and get him to endorse them. He never endorsed any political party ever and said what he thought, which people in the street could understand this is what this man is saying. He's honest, he's true, and they understood it. Well, let's uh, wrap up this uh, particular conversation in terms of the legacy that he leaves behind. And let me start with you, Ringo. Uh, what sure. do you think is the legacy that uh, someone like uh, Johnny Clegg leaves? Because we, we live in a very interesting time right now in South Africa where uh, even when we speak about the racial dialogue, it's very divided. And I think yes. what, one of the, the legacies that uh, Johnny Clegg was all about was the fact that uh, we can actually be diverse we can actually be in each other's spaces. I mean, he actually was willing to go into a township, was willing to be with the people of the country. He didn't separate himself from the other. And I think for me, that's one of his biggest lessons. For you, what do you think his legacy is? Well, it is, it is the same, you know, uh, for me too, because um, uh, Johnny uh, saw a human uh, where the black or white next to him. So uh, he, he, he worked, uh, you know, his, his social cohesion, uh, uh, you, you know, stance and, and, and also you know, unifying South Africans in all levels. You know, uh, he, 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 he played his part very well, you know, and uh, for me that, that, is, that, is, that, that bravery, you know, of, of, uh, of being uh, an artist uh, against all odds, but, he, you know, he made it so that people can understand that this is how South Africa is black or white, you see. Mm. And, uh, and, 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 and for me, that is, that is the best part, that he played it very well. Sipo, what do you think the legacy that Johnny Clegg left behind is? Sorry, can you get that? I was asking you, what do you think is the legacy that uh, uh, Johnny Clegg left behind for South Africa and the world? Uh, I, I would like to say something in Zulu right now, can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So,
Well, I think that we lost someone there. I think we lost uh, Mr. Asipumtunu there. But uh, I don't know if we still have uh, Roddy there on the line. We have some gremlins in our system today. But hey, let's wrap it up with some of the music. There was a lot that was uh, said there. And uh, it's a pity that we lost Mr. Mkunu there in uh, that particular moment where he was honoring him in uh, the Zulu language. Uh, That was going to be a fantastic tribute if we didn't lose that particular line. But uh, what a wonderful tribute it was speaking to his colleagues, to his friends, and uh, to the people who knew him well. Uh, Let's wrap it up with uh, some music and uh, continue to honor the man himself.
Replay 